0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The reading of the life of St. Mary of Egypt plunges us into the depths of the tradition of the church. Say tradition of the church because if this how shall I say this? This had been in any kind of service drafted in the past 50 to 100 years. It would not be this long. That is one thing. And I even cut things. We should be doing full matins and all of the canon. So you can imagine what time you'd be leaving if we had done everything actually assigned for this evening. It would also be that they would have read at the very beginning where the author tells us, Believe me, there's some incredible things in here, and you should believe uh, moderns would just immediately strike the story, probably strike Mary from the calendar of saints, and say, That's, we already have other things where we have models of repentance. We don't need to read this. This is a pious monastic thing. But thankfully, the wisdom of the church is to not cut this out, but to put before us the life of the Venerable Mary, who has been the aid of many in their battle with sin, especially with the battle with lust. The life of St. Mary of Egypt was very popular, east and west, and it was copied all over the place. There are ancient, uh, old Germanic versions. It is, was a very popular story, east and west, Latin and Greek. And it is in the life of St. Mary that we, especially as the author tells us, gain a very clear icon of repentance, of the ascetical life. Now, if you were to learn anything from the life of St. Mary, and from Zosima's reactions to Mary, it is not that the focus is on the fact that when she prayed that she levitated, that when she made the sign of the cross over the Jordan River, she was able to traverse it as if on dry land. That she was able to survive the way that she did for years and years and years in the desert. Because even the monks did not live that way, right? They were in the monastery. Uh, it was almost you could taste the sand verses when it talks about the monks leaving. They have their, you know, lentils. They have their... Food and you can imagine Mary's fare. It's not to focus on those things. If we are focused on those things or caught up by those things, we need to see past those things because Mary didn't seem to think anything of it. Mary's focus, once she was repelled from seeing the life, life life-giving and precious cross was to turn and catch sight of the mother of god an icon of the theotokos and to repent and from that encounter with the holy mother of god and her repentance we see an incredible transformation first there is the veneration of the cross there is the escape into the desert the then preparing and fortifying of herself with reception of holy communion and then the passing of over the jordan and going into the wilderness there is in mary zeal there is steeled purpose when she's going to do this she did not take about 15 times to cross over You know, wander back into Jerusalem, maybe take a little vacation in Alexandria again, get all, you know, messed up and then have to run off to the desert. She goes to the desert and that's where she stays. We see in Mary, especially as she encounters Zosimus, one of great modesty, of deference, of humility. And of great respect. She can levitate. She can, not that she's like, I'm going to levitate now. But in her holiness, there is never a sense. You don't get this, right? She doesn't talk. I'm holy. I've been out here repenting. It is always, pray for me. How many times did she asked Osimus, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. When she is levitating and is that she is beseeching God, not even paying attention to Zosimas. We have in her a great devotion to the Virgin Theotokos as her guarantor, the one whom she made the promise to. We see in St. Mary of Egypt a great reverence for the priesthood and for the holy gifts, even as Zosimas doesn't seem to really grasp or really understand fully what it is, but Mary does. We see in Mary the centrality of baptism. The Jordan, of course, figures strongly here as a sign of the baptisms that we have been all baptized into the baptism of our Lord in the Jordan. We see her great reverence for the cross. We see her great understanding of Scripture. We see especially her incredible desire to receive Holy Communion when she is and has been prepared to receive those Holy Gifts. Let us, especially as we come to this weekend and this Sunday, looking to the example of Mary, of all the ways in which she embodies the holy tradition of the church and all of these virtues, all of these strengths that the church in so many myriad ways points to. But we see in the life of Mary, someone who embodies all of the great virtues that our Lord asks for us to strive for, to fight for, to take upon ourselves, the great struggle with our particular passions and sins, reverence for the things that are holy, and the desire to commune with those things instead of to go back and wallow in the filth that we are so easily entangled in. May God help us through the prayers of St. Mary of Egypt and through her whom she prayed to the Holy Theotokos and of all the saints, especially St. Zosimus, who fed St. Mary of Egypt of the Holy Body and Blood of our Lord. May their prayers guide us into the safe haven of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen, Amen.